Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. We're joined by former Brisbane Broncos, um, Cowboys, and also Kiwi International, Jordan Kahu. Thanks very much for joining us. And how's your day been so far? Drum Clothing. They are a clothing store company based in Woi Woi, New South Wales, Australia. But guess what? They ship Australia-wide. They have a great range of winter clothing with their current uh, winter drop happening at the moment. So be sure to go through Drum. Tell them CJ sent you from the Final Tucker podcast. Also, we have uh, discount codes dropping soon, so be sure to keep an eye out on our Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, day's been good. Not much we can do at the moment, uh, but excited for a chat, bro. Thanks for having me on. Nah, mate. My pleasure's all mine. Um, have you been watching the Olympics at the moment? Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's crazy. Obviously, I only get to watch it every four years, five years since the last one. Um, and yeah, you just it's a it's so exciting because you know how much work they put into, you know, getting to the Olympics for a start is crazy. And then, you know, winning medals and, you know, they're the, the best of the best. So it's it's something that's like so exciting to watch. And, um, yeah, I've been trying to, you know, every time there's a medal, you know, um, up for grabs, I'm always keen to watch whatever sport it is. And, yeah, one of those things where you watch sports that you'd never, never, ever watch. Yeah, fair. Uh, but then again, um, you did grow up playing rugby and rugby league, and obviously rugby sevens is in the Olympics. Is that one of the main events you make sure to watch? Bro, to be honest, like it's, it's just anything, anything yeah, that yeah. where a medal's up for grabs. Yeah, it's it's dope that sevens are in the um, you know Olympics as well, and it's it's crazy to know that um, you know it's it's possible for rugby players to you know win something at the Olympics now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's talks around the NRL averse, you could say, about rugby league nines being an exhibition sport for the 20, <clears throat> pardon me, 2034 Brisbane Olympics. Would you be down to see something like that? Right, because the the hosting nation gets to choose the sport. Yeah. Is that right? I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, so that, that'd be pretty sick. I can't think of anything else that's not already in the Olympics yeah. that we would, you know, enter. And you'd always enter something that you're good at, you know, being a hosting nation. So oh, absolutely. Rug- yeah. rugby league would be definitely up there, especially nines. Oh, for sure. Especially in the nines with it being a much faster format similar to rugby sevens. Right, mm. you grassroots in Lower Hutt, New Zealand. What was it like growing up? Um, you know, and you, gr- you grew up playing rugby union as well as rugby league. And what sort of, um, you know, pushed you towards rugby league more so? Um, yeah, so I grew up in a little place called Lower Hutt. Uh, my local club was Petoni. And yeah, I played union pretty much my whole childhood up until 13. And then when you start high school, you've got to play for the high schools back there. There's no club footy. So I um, went to Hutt Valley High School first, played under 65s. Um, yeah, did I play under 65s? Yeah, I played under 65s in my second year at college. I was still young enough to play club in my first year. Was the um, 65s then, um, weight or was that? Yeah. Because on my ages, pretty sure that nah, would be. Yeah. <laughs> under 65. So that's like a school um, competition back in New Zealand. But mm-hmm. it, it's um, it's a bit hard because you can get these kids that are under 65 kilos, but then you can get these dudes that are finishing high school that are still under 65 kilos, but they're like grown men, you know yeah, what I mean? Huge, and there's yeah. that massive, there's 13-year-olds and then there's 18-year-olds. And that's like a big jump when you're especially a teenager. So it was kind of good because I got to play, you know, like four or five years um, older than me and um, you know I kind of got that experience you know of what it was going to be like playing men quite early on um, mm-hmm. and then I moved to Wellington College obviously it's a better um, better union 
uh, high school back in Wellington and um, moved there for some rugby opportunities um, and just for my game development pretty much. And then, yeah, I got to the end of my second year at high school and I wasn't playing much footy. I was in, in and out of the first 15, playing second 15. Um, and then there's this one tournament that I vividly remember. I didn't get much game time at all. And I just, I remember I walked off the field. I didn't even, you know, we won the competition. I was filthy. I didn't play. I think I played two minutes out of like four or five games. Oh, wow. I would be filthy too. Yeah, I was just filthy. I just wanted to play. I was a young teenager just wanting to play um, sport, you know, and that yeah. was the only thing I could dedicate my time to back then. Um, so I kind of had a sook and, and went and played some rugby league. And, um, yeah, next thing you know, it kind of all happened so quick and I was on a plane to, to Aussie in the To the goalie for Cabra Park. Next year. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's how it all started. Yeah, nice. And um, what was it like at Cabra Park? Because obviously, as we know, Cabra Park is a very famous rugby league school. Um, you know, a, a lot of Broncos and Queensland-based players have come out of Cabra. Um, what was it like going through their system? Um, I think the best thing about Cabra is that they prepare you really well for, you know, a professional environment. You know, you're getting up at seven or you got to be at school at seven to train before school starts. And is that mandatory, um, like on the timetable sort of thing? It's yeah, I guess it's mandatory if you want to do any well in, in rugby league. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. If you if you want to play in the A's and stuff like that, then yeah, you definitely got to make those. They're pretty strict on like if you don't turn up to training, you know, you won't play all that type yep. of stuff. And yeah, and training like there really prepared me so well for you know the professional environment. The trainings there are crazy hard. So, um, when I was at school, we had a teacher called. Mr. Campbell and he kind of just drilled us every I think every Wednesdays we played and then every Fridays was just like a towel up session just like rid ridiculous tires and long runs and stuff like that but it was you know it was good because it kind of mentally pushed people who were you know chasing something you know more and yeah. um I and guess it, it also kind prepared of, you as well sort of thing yeah 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 for sure and it guess it filtered out the boys that weren't you know, willing to push themselves to that next level. So, um, yeah, I'm extremely grateful for, you know, that um, time at Keeper Park. Oh, absolutely. Um, you then obviously got part of the Broncos NYC team for a few years, unfortunately getting quite a few injuries before you even started in the NRL. So let's not even get started in the NRL stuff yet. Had a f two knee injuries um, when you were playing for the Broncos NYC team. What was it like dealing with uh, those types of setbacks early on, for lack of a better term, before your career even kicked off, per se. Um, yeah, it was it was quite tough. Obviously, I um, you know, was coming straight out of high school as one of the hottest schoolboy talents in the country, and um, yeah, it was pretty tough. You know, knowing that I could have been playing first grade quite early on in my career, and mm. for me to miss out, um, you know, two full years of playing footy, which that was obviously tough. Just just not playing, you know. I would have been happy to play in the 20s, but, you know, not playing at all was pretty tough. And um, just the mental battles, I guess, it was, you know, I was quite young. I was in a system where, you know, um, I had a lot of learning to do and a lot of um, growing up to do real quick. And I kind of, I guess the good thing about doing my knee twice was that I learned the second way around that I needed to change things. And, um, yeah, it was pretty tough not being able to, you know, get my name out there and get – get on the um you know NRL field 
yeah. as as earlier um, as I could have. And the hardest thing was watching boys that I know I was in front of, you know, play. I know yeah. that seems quite selfish, but it's no, but- um, yeah, it's hard to kind of watch when you're not. Oh, absolutely. Especially knowing, you know, yourself, knowing that you'd, you know, worked so hard towards getting that goal and then to have it, for lack of a better term, taken away from you, not by the coach, but by injury, nonetheless, Mm. it's, 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 it would be awful. I can imagine. Um, And how did you, as you said, it was tough mentally. How did you, um, you know, for lack of a better term, deal with, you know, not just the injury itself and as you, but more or less seeing, as you said, the blokes who, you know, were in the grades with you, but getting their shot before you. Um, I'm like, I'm extremely stubborn. So I've always wanted to prove people wrong. And even, yeah, like the, the first time around, I probably didn't, um, you know, do my rehab. Well, I, I trained my butt off and I like, I worked so hard, but it was more the little things away, like alcohol, diet, um, lifestyle just all of that all of that stuff that I didn't get quite right and the first time around mm-hmm. um and mentally yeah mentally I was kind of in a space where like you know I was young didn't know how much hard work I you know I could have done um outside of you know the Broncos I could have yeah. gone home and you know done more training to get myself properly like fit and ready yeah. um so yeah the second time around I kind of did that mentally I was in a bit of a um you know predicament of like if I don't come back from this then I'm not coming back at all kind yeah. of thing so gotcha, like all I, or nothing sort of thing yeah so I made sure everything was just and I still enjoyed my stuff I was young I was only 20 yep. um so like I didn't yeah I didn't want to miss out on those times just by fully focusing on footy um and yeah I just I just knew I, I was never going to give up I, I was lucky that you know I've been with Jess for you know so many years that I always had that, you know, solid base to come home to and for her to kind of always support me through all of those times. And um, yeah, I was, I was lucky. Yeah, I was lucky I did it twice. Unlucky I did it twice, but kind of lucky I done it twice because I, you know, I, I, um, I done it a lot better the second time around. Yeah, fair. I absolutely agreed. And then you burst onto the scene in 2013 with the, your Broncos well, NRL debut and also Broncos debut. What was it like? Obviously, as I said, you, as we've covered, you'd worked so hard, rehabbed your, your knees twice. Um, you know, what was it like to finally get the call up, you know, the week of saying, yep, yeah, you're getting your debut? Yeah, it was pretty special. Obviously, yeah, like I said, with all the hard work and especially working my butt off the second time around to for something, you know, I was never promised that I was going to play. Um, obviously, been out of the game for two years straight. You know, I was never going to be promised the jersey and the Broncos, and the Broncos were going quite well. And um, yeah, for me to get that call, I think Hodjo got injured on the Thursday, and then yeah, I got called that Thursday afternoon to say that I was playing. That was um, yeah, it was it was obviously special, and I was just grateful to be able to pay people back that have put you know like their hard work time money my parents um just just you know over the last like my whole childhood as well but especially over the years that I was injured you know um yeah just the, the stuff I went through those couple of years just it made it all worth back. it yeah just made it worth it that's absolutely on it like I'm goosebumps you know that that's yeah. that's wonderful to hear mate um and then 2015 season, first of all, what a season for the Broncos. Obviously, unfortunate ending, especially as a Broncos fan. But what a, <laughs> what a season regardless, you know. And you had, a, honestly, a peak season. You debuted for the Kiwis that year. What was that like? The Kiwis debut? Yeah. 
Oh, bro, that was crazy. That, again, that was kind of um, something that I was just super happy to pay everyone back for, um, you know, from um, friends, mums, you know, aunties, my grandparents, you know, especially my parents, Jess, just, just to pay all those people back. You know, I was at the pinnacle of my sport playing for, the, you know, the country that I love. So um, to pay those people back and, you know, to finally be able to do the haka and sing the anthem, I was going to say, when, watching the when haka, I was playing, yeah. I, I, I get goosebumps. <laughs> what was it like being able to, you know, do it for your country? Yeah, it was pretty hard because <clears throat> I had to wipe the, the tears away after the anthem, eh? So mm. it, was, it was a bit of a weird feeling that you know, I was so emotional during the anthem and then to kind of go out there and stare down my opposition <laughs> and tell them that, you know, it's it's on, you know, it's like, it's go time. Uh, it was a bit of a weird feeling, but yeah, like super special and super powerful at the same time. Did you get the win on debut? Uh, did we? I think we lost, maybe. Oh. I think we only, yeah, I think we lost. No, that's fair. And then you, yeah. you got your first international try against the England team later that year. Oh, like within a few weeks, I'm pretty sure. What Again, yeah. what, do you remember that feeling of scoring your first international try for the Kiwis? I think I think we were, I think it was off uh, Cody Nicodema Grubber, maybe. I mm-hmm. think um, we were kind of, you know, we're down chasing points and... Um, yeah, he just put a grubber through and I think I chased it and scored. But that was, yeah, it was hard to take in at the time, you know, like and kind of appreciate the moment because we were chasing points, you know, I just scored yeah. it quickly then quickly like ran back to position and, yeah. and stuff like that. But a moment that really did stick out was I think game two, I um I kicked the field goal and yeah. um to kind of ice the game. And that was pretty special because, you know, at the at the bigger stage, I, you know, I was, you know, I backed myself to get in there. I wasn't going to lose by another field goal that year. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, yeah, I got in, I got in and, and um, yeah, just, just stoked that I backed myself to get in there at international level on my second test was, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh, honestly, that's amazing. And touching back on the 2015 Broncos season, um, obviously we know what happened with the grand final, but, in general, that whole season was amazing from start to finish. The boys hit a bit of poor form in the middle of the season, getting flogged by Manly halfway through the year in Gosford. Mm, I was at the yeah, game because I lived yeah. near Gosford. But you guys then went on to the grand final from that game and Manly didn't even make the eight. First of all, love that because fuck Manly. <laughs> but also, um, what was it like? Um you know, was there that winning mentality amongst the boys from that point onwards? Like, right, we can do this. What, like, talk us, talk me through the, you know, the rest of the season. Yeah, it's a bit of a like, as hard. We, we were such a good group. Like, mm. just it was it was one of those teams that you could just go and have a coffee or go have a drink with anyone in the team. You know, you you didn't have these little groups. People, you know, still had their like their closer friends that they stuck around with, but like, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was, yeah, we just clicked, bro. And on the field, it showed, you know, we had fucking some real good times together. You know, everyone, it wasn't like a commitment issue, like where we had something on the weekend and no one shit um, turned up. Or even if people turned up, someone had a problem with it, that type of thing. Um, it was just like, yeah, we just had such a good vibe and um, we we worked our butts off, bro. We, you know, we trained Absolutely. hard during the week and like if we had a shit training, bro, we'd call it out um you know and then you know make up for it and i think just the way we um reacted to situations and bounced back from from stuff was was super good like even on the field if we made mistakes and stuff like that you know we'll just you know bounce back to our systems and get back into you know playing footy and probably like um being biased but 
our team like that year was probably one of the most exciting teams to to watch play footy and you know it in was. the current Absolutely eras but it was. we just we just threw the ball around you know Milf we were just and, on yeah just, Benny yeah. Hunt everyone was just you know like we just we just had that click someone would throw the ball and and there'd always be someone else there and I think something that was really special that year was our defense I think there was mm. a game against Melbourne and we had something ridiculous like you know 10 or so sets on our try line and they didn't score and it was just like I think from that moment on we knew that you know we could you know back each other up and um especially against Melbourne it's kind of oh, like yeah. a you know you just you back yourself after the games like that oh absolutely and speaking of Melbourne I was at the 06 grand final Broncos versus Melbourne what team did you grow, uh, follow growing up uh Warriors bro yep. obviously oh, I was a union boy growing up so I didn't really know many league players at all. I knew the big stars here and there. Um, I knew of Benji, um, but I just supported the Warriors because they're from New Zealand. Yeah, fair. Um, uh, did you follow a super rugby team? Yeah, pardon? Sorry? Did, did you follow a super rugby team? in? The, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. The Hurricanes was my teammate because I was obviously from Wellington and Bro, they had guns. Like we had, we had on paper probably the best teams, and we could just never win it. So <laughs> we could never win it. But they were, um, they were my team. Have, did you watch the Aotearoa conference last year? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just like they're so, um, just everything's so precise in New Zealand rugby. You know, they pay attention to like the small details so much. Just like. People watching probably don't realize, you know, that every pass is just like crisp. Every like everything that happens is just like you know to a T, and that just comes up from like dedication and you know development. And um, I love watching, love watching New Zealand rugby. That's exactly it, mate. I was watching some rugby the other day. It was the uh, box against uh, Great Britain Lions, uh, second test. Uh, haven't watched rugby for quite a few years, and I, like you were saying, it's you can tell that they're doing the passes and the kicks and all that, like. They've planned it. There's never, it's never off a whim. Like you see, like rugby league, there's sometimes off the cup football. You'll never see it in rugby. And I think that's testament to the training. Uh, How do you think RTS will go in Super Rugby next year? Oh, he'll kill it, bro. He'll be in an all black jersey in no time. I'm, um, yeah, I'm backing him, bro. I'm so, but so, I'm so excited to see him back there. He was, he was one of my favorite league players, you know, in the NRL. So, him. And you got to play alongside him in, in the Kiwis, didn't you? Yeah, bro. Yeah, he's just a pro as well. Like super humble and good dude as well. Stay humble, and, lumpy, right? <laughs> yeah, stay humble, lumps, bro. <laughs> Think if that did a shout out, I would have given him enough shout outs. <laughs> he's starting to he's, he's starting to abuse me now. Oh, jeez. Uh, speaking <laughs> of um, Twitch, because that's where that's from. How is your Twitch streaming going? How did you start it up, and where do you plan for it to go? So I started it up last year when we got put in the bubble. Um, obviously. I couldn't go out and do anything. So I was just like, I'm going to, you know, there's literally nothing I could do. So I yeah. was playing the PlayStation. I was just like, this was when we had two kids as well. So it was a bit easier for just to juggle with the other two. And, and Jayla was at Kindy. But um, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, I was starting playing. I was like, if I'm going to play, I might as well like start streaming. Trying you know, to make a bit got of dollars a, off it. If yeah. You yeah. And just, you know, connect with fans. Like, well, because I, I wasn't going to be able to. So. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. Um, but it's going well. It's building really slowly. I think the hardest thing for me is that, you know, I'm starting from scratch in a new platform that mm. 
I don't have footy to just bump up, you know, like Instagram, Facebook, you know, when I was starting those, I was, you know, at the height of my career and people were just following me because of footy. Yep. Whereas now, you know, I don't have that and I'm kind of just got to, you know, build that slowly. But yeah, I streamed on Facebook for the first time last night. So I'm a bit torn. Yeah, it went well. I had both, uh, one on each monitor, you Twitch on one, Facebook on the other. And there was a slight Thanks, delay bro. on both. One, oh. as in, and, and not in a bad way. It was like, if you shot someone, it'd be shot, shot, you know? Ah, oh, true. So it was it was fun to watch. Uh, the better quality video from what I could see was the Facebook. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, yeah. It was a bit more true. crisp. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just something something fun, bro. I'm having fun. And, um, you know, like right now, I can't get out and create content or anything like that, which is, you know, quite tough as well. It's part of well. media, isn't it? Yeah, that and that's that's what, what you know my the, business. I was gonna say, yeah, what was the startup you know behind Cher? Um, yeah, I kind of just started that off the back of you know I was creating vlogs, um, you know, giving people an insight into you know behind the scenes of a professional NRL player, and uh, no one was doing that at the time, and I kind of just wanted to um, show people that you know we were just like everyone else, and and give them an insight, you know, to my life to see that you know i've got kids i've got missus i eat food um i drink water you know i do all these things that everyone else does i'm not different it's to anyone footy else is just a nine to five sort of yeah footy's just yeah footy's just the role that i was in and um I, I, that's why i started and then i was just buying more and more camera gear the promo deals were getting better and um you know i wanted to increase my production value and was buying more camera gear so well, you I got that red make... camera that i saw on instagram the other day yeah that was mine bro i just flexing flexing for the game i wish i had one of those um <laughs> but yeah gear was getting more expensive and um i shot my first wedding and i was like i could you know i could do this i'm really enjoying it and that's when i kind of started churn media yeah nice um and where can people find that if you know how can they find out and inquire if they need churn media um, so I got a Cher Media Instagram. If you just want to DM me, uh, DM me through there, or uh, Jordan at Cher.media is my email. If you want to, you know, um, work with me, if you've seen my content and enjoy it, um, yeah, I try and be a bit different from the stock standard. Obviously, it's a bit hard because companies want, you know, a certain thing sometimes. But uh, I love the story tie, a story side um to creating content so i try and incorporate that with you try with and storytell through your photography and your videography yeah 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 it just i think it um engages a lot better with whoever's watching yeah fair i mean i know i asked this last night in your stream but who was the biggest pest at the broncos and the cowboys bro josh mcguire easy <laughs> every broncos player i've asked that's played in, in that timing even lachlan Moranto said josh mcguire so easy <laughs> easy easily bro what about easily. the kiwis in the squad oh bro isaac luke for sure <laughs> it's not called bully for no reason hey eh? bro honestly yeah easily easily him and musa like they're right along each like, alongside each other the same club together bro i reckon they'd have a fight because they just they'd end up pranking each other to a point where like it's like not even funny wow but yeah, with, with Moose, it was funny because I was kind of always like, bro, if you just, if you do something to me, like we're fighting, like, it's like, like just 
some of the stuff he did was just so disgusting that I was just like, bro, like I don't fuck with that, eh? Like I'm not, I'm not about that shit. Like, did he respect that though? In the fact that, yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah. me and Moose are real good mates, bro. Like I get along real well with Moose, but um, some of the stuff he done was oh, just disgusting, bro. Like I can't even repeat some of the stuff he does. <laughs> Far out. so fucked that's some off the record no rec- not, not when we're not recording sort of stuff yeah and right yeah who, who was your best mate as a as a teammate um you know or or like who was um you know who did you always want to room with when you're on away games oh alex bro we're just you know we're like brothers so it's it, i think everyone pro- could probably guess that we just um yeah we'll just get along so well we're just like brothers bro you know we bicker and stuff over little tiny stuff but we love each other to death bro and got each other's backs no matter what so um yeah when that when we would get room separately it'll be a bit like we're like well what's going on like <laughs> what's, what's happening yeah but um but we room together for like four four years maybe like straight and it was just like clockwork like Yep. We knew what each other's routine was, game day and all that type of stuff. That and would have made game day much easier for you just, guys as well. Yeah, so easy. So easy. And he didn't snore as well. So Who was a chronic bonus. snorer of a teammate? Benny Hunt, bro. The worst. Honestly, I remember from once. Never, never again. Once. Never <laughs> again, bro. Terrible. Like, oh, like I, I don't know. What happened then? I, I think it was like one game and then I was like, I can't remember from again. Was, wow, I just man. can't do it. Bad. Uh, speaking of you know pre-game and all that stuff what was the night before you know so pre-game meal or did you not eat until game time as some players do so not before i'd probably just have like yeah just a normal dinner bro whatever was on the menu um day of the game if it was a home game um i'd usually just have um i'd usually go out for breakfast if we could but if we yeah. couldn't i'd just have bananas on toast bro and then um home game subway for lunch away what, game just whatever is at the hotel same sub every time bro i just had i just literally just had it <laughs> yeah bro i literally just had that half of it it's a chicken classic foot long on malted rye or multi multi-grain lettuce tomato capsicum onion old english cheese sweet onion honey mustard that's oh, bro, every, every single time mate absolutely um and what was your Netflix binge last year during the 10-week lockdown in the bubble? Queen of the South. To... Pardon? Queen of the South. Any good? Bro, unreal. Unreal. We um, It's on Foxtown now, so you can watch it up to a certain amount of seasons on Netflix, but then you got to watch the rest on uh, Foxtel. Bro, okay. unreal. Well, I'll start it up on Netflix and see how it goes. Um, and during the lockdown last year, obviously, um, minus Twitch, minus Netflix, um there was a bit of uncertainty in the NRL and a bit of like uncertainty in the world. Um, how did you deal with that being a, being a professional athlete at the time? You know, I was super lucky that we were still getting paid. Um, the hardest thing I think was, you know, I, that was my biggest year of my contract. Um, and, you know, I was banking on a lot of, of that year to save money and kind of get everything set up, pay off a, lot, a bit of debt. Um, and for it to be slashed in half, you know, so quickly was pretty tough, bro. So it was um, it was hard initially, but I just had to, you know, look at the bigger picture. I was still getting paid monthly, um, you know, and I didn't have to worry about that monthly pay coming in. So I was pretty I was pretty lucky, but it kind of got me started on a few other things. Um, you know, I started the clothing line that I, 
you know, no, never planned on on starting just for the sake of you know getting chair media out there. Yeah. And um, the hardest thing for us as a family was Jess was heavily pregnant and she had to do everything. She had to do, you know, go to the supermarket, do everything, go pick the kids up from kindy, do all of that, and by herself and take the kids out. Um, Mad you know, props to her then. Yeah, heavily pregnant too, and that is, was. Is the is the new bub all good and healthy? Yeah, he's all good, bro. He's all good. He just he's like normal babies, bro. Don't sleep at night time. Perfect baby during the day, but night time's just like yeah, yeah. I feel bro, Jess is like yeah, crazy. The the amount of you know stuff she has to do with a human attached. You know, I'm I struggle. You know, getting up and and showering myself and you know remembering to eat, remembering to brush my teeth. You know, but she's got to do all of that um for two other kids for and then have a baby attached to her. and he's like proper attached like he she, like she can't go anywhere without him oh, like wow. 45 to an hour a day away from him maybe and that's that's max wow yeah far out um and obviously this year has been kind of a uh, i don't a bit of a continuation of last year really and what have you been doing with yourself this year and do you have any sights or do you have any sights set on returning to the nrl um i don't have any plans on coming back to the nrl but if the opportunity arose then i definitely look at it i don't want to burn any bridges um and and say no um because if the right opportunity you know the right um you know the like just to be blunt the right money um i definitely look at it um but yeah i'm playing rugby union now down for bond university on the gold coast um so i've been jamming there since sheesh when was it april um and then i i got injured throughout the year i it was a bit bit of a funny year i didn't have a preseason or anything like that and I was playing with, I, I'd done a triathlon and then I was playing within like two weeks, you know, so my body just Not wasn't, body. wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was getting hurt at the best times, you know, and then when I was in my best shape, so it was a bit, bit hard um, that way. And then, um, yeah, I had to get my nose fixed this year. Otherwise the Bronx wouldn't, um, you know, support the surgery. So I had to get it done this year. And so I missed out on a bit of footy and then I came back, played my first game, um, couple of weeks ago played 20 30 minutes off the bench and That's then great. um yeah i went all right bro i was quite happy um i played second five a position that i hadn't played you know probably like 15 16 years since i was at school so um it was pretty pretty cool bro and just i, I was feeling a, a lot more comfortable than i did when i first started yep. and then i was meant to be starting last week and then yeah the game's got canned so um hopefully the season can resume if if um, the lockdowns are extended, then I think they're going to have to can it, which is, which is hard because I was I was trying to put some clips together to you know to get a start in a union somewhere and just hopefully my my history can kind of give me a gig somewhere. Yeah, well, I mean, fingers crossed for all of those things. You know, fingers crossed the season doesn't go down the pipes. Fingers crossed that you know you can put together some footage to maybe you know sign a contract somewhere. Um, who was the toughest opponent? like individually and as a team in general during, you know, your time so far in the NRL? Uh, Greg Inglis. I think I marked him in 2013. He was yeah, unreal um, individual. Him and Roger probably, probably the, the two hardest individuals to come across. Mm-hmm. Um, the team definitely over my whole career was at Melbourne. Just every game was hard. I think we might have only beaten them twice in my whole career. Um 
But yeah, they're just always on, bro. And they always go up a level when they play the Bronx as well. I've been well, spanked by them so many times too. Ever since 06, it's always been on between the Broncos and yeah. Storm. Yeah. Like, I think that's like one of the only few times we've beaten the Storm is 06. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, in fifteen we beat them. Yep. That was, yeah, we did. That's very true. That was. That great. was. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're guns, bro. They're just. They're like the Crusaders. Yep. In New Zealand, they're just obviously got a good culture. Bellamy's just got you know everything fine tuned and knows how to get the best out of players. Do you reckon Storm to win this year? Bro, I honestly, I haven't been watching enough to have a have an opinion, eh? To be honest, but that that'd be there. That'd be there or thereabouts. Oh, absolutely. Um, obviously, we've spoken about your time with the Broncos and the Kiwis. Let's talk about your time in 2019. Um, you moved up to play for the Cowboys and you also played for the Maori All-Stars. What was that year like for you? New club and Maori All-Stars. Yeah, it was obviously the Maori All-Stars at the start of the year was real special. Um, just, you know, for my culture, for my people, um, I lost my nan, I think the year before, and, and she was kind of the one that taught me so much about my culture. Um, so to represent her was real, real special. And then, yeah, I think I was on the plane to the Cowboys the next day. So it was, yeah. um, it all happened real quickly over the space of like two days. I didn't want to make a decision before the game. You know, I didn't want my head, yeah. you know, you know, in that. Um, space so I remember I said to my manager I'll, I'll speak to you after the game and we'll see what happens after that yeah. Um, but yeah I did speak to the Bronx and they said that they didn't want me for that season which was um, you know, see, a, bit, a bit of kick in the teeth yeah it was Seabold's first year bro so he didn't he didn't really know what input I had on the team or um, anything like that who I was as a person so it was, it was pretty tough for him to come in and make that decision straight away I agree and um yeah, the Cowboys was probably one of the best years that I've, you know, had in you footy. You had a good patch of form. Yeah, I was just, I was enjoying footy again, bro. It was good to be somewhere that you're appreciated. And, um, and you know, the, Josh Maguire went up there as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a few friendly faces, which was pretty good as well. But yeah, just, I think um, when you're appreciated by an environment or working for a company that appreciates you, I think you're going to get a lot more out of, um, you know, Got a, a lot more out of it and I felt that way that year and I felt a lot lighter I just felt like there's no weight on my shoulders it was literally just me enjoying footy for Same why footy I started getting paid to do it yeah bro yeah that was it and yeah just off the field in North Queensland's beautiful so enjoyed it so much now that's awesome um as you said uh the Mario All-Stars and then you moved to the Cowboys then you hauled ass back to Brisbane for 2020 obviously we know what happened with the 2020 season it was more or less a write-off um what was it like with that sort of um you know going up to the Townsville playing for the Cowboys and then coming back to the Broncos for 2020 yeah, it was a bit of a weird feeling it was a bit hard because you know the year before they did tell me that I wasn't wanted um and I guess coming back for me was a bit strange because you know I was the same coach um and like, I, I didn't feel weird around the boys. I just, it was weird. I just felt like, you know, I was overstepping someone and I just didn't feel comfortable at all. And then, um, yeah. See, kind of like, hey, in, you didn't want me at the start. So why do you want me now? Sort of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of that. Um, but then Steve's yeah, pulled me into his office. A lot of change in the year. Obviously they didn't have a great year. So um, I think he was looking for a few more um, 
you know, leader leaders at the club. And yeah, he pulled me into his office and said that, you know, that I was wanted there. Um, and that kind of, you know, was was real refreshing. And um, yeah, I spent most of the year injured. Um, so I didn't really have an input on the team. And then by the time, you know, it was too late. By the time I got back, the boys were just were, were like down in the dumps. And yeah, it was tough. Also, that season was just an absolute write-off for the Broncos. Um, but hey, they're doing so much better this year. And, um, as in compared to last year, I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you can't get any worse, can you, to be honest? I mean, you could do the Knights three years in a row. But, oh, shit. But hey, as I said, we've already, the Broncos have already broken even and then won two more games than what they won last year. So I see it as a, a win. This episode is brought to you by our proud sponsor, Gold Coast Trading Cards. They are an authorized TLA trading card dealer and they are the NRL collector's choice from box breaks to individual cards they sell thousands of them be sure to get all of your nrl trading card needs at gold coast trading card so with your streams on twitch and um facebook and all that as you said you did your first stream on facebook uh last night um you usually do uh, stream on twitch uh what was the differences and did you find you know facebook maybe a bit easier or a bit more difficult because you did have a bit of a technical glitch about two hours in yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know what happened. My um my computer just it's not the best computer. I was just lucky. I, I've got the switcher that takes a lot of the load off, and sometimes the internet just plays up and it'll just drop out. And because I'm so focused on the game, you know, I, I quickly look back and um yeah yeah and and look back and I'm just like oh shit it's dropped out. And then the only thing to kind of like fix it is restarting the computer. But um, I feel, a, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one because I've got, you know, like 76,000 followers on Facebook and, you know, I'm going to have a lot of eyes and a lot pe- a lot more people. I noticed there was a um, lot more engagement on your Facebook stream than there was on Twitch last night, at least. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just off the back of the following I already have. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know, there's people in there like fans that I've spoken to for years that, um, that have you know they were messaging on there and they they wouldn't even have twitch you know they wouldn't bother downloading twitch just to follow me so facebook kind of, said is the future of live streaming in all yeah so i'm just like torn i'm like i've been grinding so long on twitch and you know all it takes is for a big streamer to raid me and something like that That's and then it. you know but like i guess if i'm streaming to both then i can kind of have those options and yeah, i think the best of both worlds sort of yeah I think until you reach partner on Twitch, you, um, you I don't think you're allowed to stream to multi, like multiple platforms when you when you become partner. Yeah, that's that, that's the thing with partner. Yeah, you can yeah. So I'm just like, do I just? But also, you can still like it's from what I've been told as well with partner, you can you can reject their offer of becoming a partner as well. You can stay affiliate as long as you. Oh, okay. From what I've been told, it's not what? a here your partner now. It's a hey, you get an email from what I've been told, and it's do you want a partner sort of thing. Oh, okay. What are the benefits of being a partner anyway? I I don't know really because I'm I'm not a partner myself on Twitch, but um. I know affiliate, like it's basically just maybe a few extra perks from what affiliate is. Okay. From what I've been, from what I've been told and what yeah. I've read, but I may be wrong. Um, yeah, but I, I definitely sure. do know that there is that exclusivity. Once you are a partner, you mm. know, you, you have to stream on Twitch or is you've got at the moment, a much bigger following on Facebook, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I'll just keep doing it and testing the waters over the next month or so and see how we go. I think I had, two and a half thousand views on my facebook last night and oh, you know wow. 
I'm max like 200 on my Twitch. So it's yeah, obviously just the following that's the difference in right now. But it did drop really quickly. Whereas Twitch, you know, I'll, I'll kind of like consistently have a number for a long period of time. Whereas like you know, the Facebook spike will be like real high and then it'll just drop like yeah. dramatically. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, with the going to say something about twitch or, or facebook i can't remember which one now um i, I really can't remember um, it's right, and so as you said you know you got you got interested in streaming because you were like right let's game uh during the lockdown last year or the you know the bubble and all that um what other games do you play other than warzone uh i play fifa i dumped off my stream last night and had a quick game and Kind of tested to see if I was any good or not, and I didn't. Oh, yeah. So, did you, go, but, did you play against that viewer that was typing? Nah, nah, Joey, nah, nah. I um, yeah, I just played an online season game. I think I'm like Div Nine at the moment because I've just started. Yep. Um, FIFA 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll um, yeah, I might start streaming that a bit more just because like, yeah, Warzone's got I, so I many love, hackers. It does, and not gonna lie, I love FIFA. It's when I wasn't playing rugby league live or Call of Duty when I was a kid, it was always FIFA. Yeah, yeah. But I was decent back in my day, like decent, decent. I would back myself against anyone, but now I'm just anyone like in the team of the Broncos. Hey. Anyone in the team of the Broncos? Anyone, the yeah. Anyone like from probably fifteen to seventeen, I, yeah. no one would have beaten me. But then, like, I just <clears throat> stopped playing and then started playing Fortnite, started playing Warzone like a couple of years ago, and then yep. FIFA. Just, I think I was playing FIFA more when, um, you know, we were going on away trips and Adam Blair, Cody Nicodema, yeah. um, Alex Glenn. We used to play two on two, so it was um, they all like shit compared to you. <laughs> but me and Lex used to whoop them, bro. Like yeah. whoop them because me, both Lex and I are quite, you know, like. Quite good say, you gamers. And Lex, you and Lex also cleaned up in that Warzone of Origin earlier, like a few months ago. Yeah, bro. I was a bit nervous. I didn't know like how the other two were gonna be, but and they were leading for ages. They I just were. Think I had a you come through with the clutch. Yeah, I had a couple of like big late games. Um, it was different because I, I wanted to play the dance because all of the buyback stuff, you know, it kind of just froze another variable in the mix, like they could just always buy each other back, like that yeah. type of thing. Um, but the dance is kind of like yeah like do or die and and i think that's when i asked to go back to the dance and play that i think that's when we got the got the um advantage after that oh absolutely mate um it was great to see because as a queenslander and it was for state of origin given the origin was done and dusted for queensland by that point (laughs) it was great to see you know somewhat queensland get get the get the dub um as you said you know uh call of duty uh warzone and fifa um what who's your team on FIFA? Uh, Real. Okay, Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I played with them last night. I've been, I was a like huge Ronaldo fan. So I'd always been like, um, wherever, whatever team he's gone to, even in the earlier days of like Man U, I was, you know, I played Man U with him. Yep. Um, and then we went to Real. And then, um, so, yeah, mad Ronaldo. Yeah. I, I just, I, I haven't played it long enough to, understand his team so I, I just stick with real yeah that's fair that's fair um my go-to teams are dortmund as in bruce dortmund yeah um and if i'm feeling lucky because i'm a mad Leeds united fan with 2021 as in fever 21 now having leads in the epl uh, i i go with leads yeah because i got promoted finally after 16 years for this season that's just happened they any good though oh i mean they've 
16 years. I mean, from a biased Leeds fan, um, they did really well. They didn't finish near the relegation zone for their first year back in the league. They they finished above Arsenal this year. So, oh, correct. That's pretty good then. So I'm pretty happy with that. I think they finished ninth, so well above uh, relegation, but nowhere near in the you know top four. But you know they had a few of they had a few representatives play for England during that Euro 2020. So again, right. really, really stoked for them. Um, and yeah. Dortmund, mate, I love playing for Dortmund. Uh, I I follow Dortmund as well because obviously I just I love Dortmund. Um, yeah, Erling Haaland, Erling Haaland, mate, what a weapon he is as a as a striker. He- Who's who's that? Is that is he a new striker? I only remember that um Aubameyang. 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 Yeah, I only yeah, remember yeah. when he was there, and he was a gun for them. Oh, he was. But yeah, no, Harlan's only come in like two, three years ago. Like I think twenty nineteen, something like okay. that. Is when he got his start in the first time. So yeah, it would have been after um you finished playing it. Um, yeah, yeah. It, mate, weapons regardless. It's it's great yeah. to see. Do you follow the A League by any chance? Nah, not at all. Eh? Um, neither. Yeah, nah. I yeah, haven't watched it at all. Uh, what other sports do you follow other than rugby and NRL? Oh, and uh, Ronaldo. Um, yeah, but that's basically it. Eh? I'll, I'll follow the basketball. I'm a pretty big Patty Mills fan. Yep. Um, so I'll support them. Um, Maybe watching the basketball at the Olympics for sure. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. But not really too much, to be honest. I don't um, like. I'm I'm a big sports fan, but over the last probably four or five years, I've just kind of really like. Just hardly watched it. I, I watch rugby and league, but yeah, there's not many others that I watch. Maybe the big, like, you know, the big Grand Slams of tennis, you know, the big um, PGA tours, yeah, or Super Bowls, like stuff like that. I was I was big on the Seahawks when they were winning. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, I, I haven't been too big on any other sports, eh? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I I can't really think of many other topics. Um. Just trying to think of something else. I know that um, you just mentioned the Seahawks, and honestly, I don't really like the Seahawks. So I'm not going to bring that up. <laughs> um, I think that about wraps it up. So I'll, I'll do a quick, you know, any advice for any kids uh, sort of yeah. thing, and then we'll wrap it up if that's all right with you. Yeah. So in three, two, one. Uh, so, mate, basically bringing the episode to a conclusion, it's been great chatting with you. Do you have any advice for any youngsters who'd love to, you know, maybe make it in the NRL one day? I uh, just think make the right choices when you're younger. Um, do the right thing. Obviously, listen to your coaches, listen to your parents. They've always got the best interest for you, not only for your life, but for your safety, all of that type of stuff. Um, and just chase your dreams. Don't stop until you get there. Don't give up at in any little hurdle. Just keep chasing. It's, it's going to be worth it when you get there. And, um, yeah, the biggest one is um, – being able to understand the difference between enjoying your youth and not messing up your future. So making sure that you know the difference between that is super important. Fuck, I like that. That was good. Mm.